Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's a wonderful, it's going to be a wonderful edition of the Believe in Monsters podcast. If you can't tell from the first 20 seconds, we're uh, going to have a lot of fun tonight, despite our Chicago Bears losing. Shocker, surprise, surprise, to the Green Bay Packers uh, losing 29, or 28, uh, 28-19, excuse me, uh, 28-19. Uh, we obviously talked about the Packers last week on the podcast. We'll break down the game. Welcome into the show. Big thanks to the Believe Network for putting us on. You can find us on the Twitter machine at BIM underscore pod or find us on Facebook at Believe in Monsters Podcast. Big fan of Lucas Berry and Chris Krogman's expertise and my traffic copying just guiding the conversation along. We will uh, get you through the rest of this 2022 season. Ugh, dismal, ugly season. The remainder to go. But you must march on. Bears 3-10, and 10, losing to the Packers. Up next for the Bears is a bye week. Uh, so you get a little bit of a break. You get a little bit of time to reset and uh, maybe get your holiday shopping done. Chris Krogman, what are you going to do with your bye week? Uh, gamble on other teams that might win. Uh, probably play some daily fantasy sports, as long as Lucas tells me before Saturday at 10 p.m. Because uh, I forgot last week. No, I didn't. I just got tired and whatever. It's whatever, dude. I needed I needed a bye week myself, but I did put in a dollar lineup by Lucas's uh, request on Sunday morning at like ten forty-five, which is fifteen minutes to game time for me. So did that did not go well. It did not go well. But anyway, uh, yeah. So that's probably what I'll do with my bye week. I had an actually a nice productive Sunday after the game last week. So I just took the little one to Costco to, you know, kind of spend my way out of misery and just buy some shit for our family to eat. And then uh, we went to Lowe's and got some stuff to fix my gutter that fell off my house when the wind blew really hard. And I ran over it with my car cause I didn't know it was laying there. So, uh, yeah, that was a productive Sunday. Fixed all that, did all that, uh, and the Bears lost all in one Sunday. Isn't that amazing? Uh, bears, the Bears, the Bears. But, Lucas, you beautiful bald bastard, how are you tonight? Hmm. Well, I, I did want to see the Bears beat the Packers, so oh. that was uh, disappointing. But, again, either way, I'm, I'm happy with the result, whether it's a pick or, or a loss or, or a win. We'll take it. Um, good. I mean, you know, the, the time is flying by. It's almost Christmas, which is crazy. I didn't know the Bears play on Saturday. The Bears play on Saturday in two weeks, which I didn't know. 
just found that out. They play Buffalo on a Saturday, so that's interesting. Uh, the next time the Bears play, I'll be at the game. That's when I play the Eagles. Maybe they could ruin their season. That would be sweet to me as well. Knocking the Eagles out of the throne of the NFC East. But, uh, yeah, the Packers. The Bears look so good in that for three quarters, just like every other game we've seen this year. So good. Now, who the defense, I mean, some, some dude named Blackwell was playing cornerback and playing pretty well. All of them played You guys well. ever heard of? Yeah, Josh who, Blackwell. Who Blackwell, yeah. though. Baller. Josh Blackwell. Come on, man. Did he ever step on the field before? before? No. no. no he, if so, where he, did he, he come that, from? He was at special teams. He got, man, I feel like he was one of those guys on, like, roster reset day where they cut, like, six dudes and signed six dudes. I feel like he was part of that. Either that or I'm, I could be getting him mixed up with Jalen Jones, but pretty sure he was part of that as well. If not, then he was just some random grocery bagger we picked up. Well, he had a decent game. DHC had a decent game at safety. Every time DHC comes in, I always think he plays pretty well. Like, he's been on the Bears for like, what, seven or eight years now as a special teamer? Seven or eight years. But yeah. anytime he gets in the game, he's not—he's not bad. So Jack Sanborn again jumping off the screen at middle linebacker. But... He's an absolute animal. His... It's crazy how good his instincts are, just... are. Yeah, he's just—he's on it, man. Um. Well, it's the, it's the same story for them every year. I feel like like they produce linebackers who don't get drafted or get drafted late. They're either quote unquote small or not fast or whatever. But they just, I don't know. They they know good, just good instinctual football players. Like that's that's what Sanborn is. He does he'll nothing. See, he'll see his. He's like a his, missile out there. He'll see his predecessor in a few weeks when the Eagles Bears play. Is the guy that played his position Edwards. Him at Wisconsin plays in, yeah, Edwards. TJ Edwards plays in Philadelphia. Yeah. Is that his name? TJ Edwards? Yeah. yeah. I can't I can barely keep up with all the Bears moves, let alone. I didn't even know Alex Leatherwood played ten snaps until you told me that, Lucas. I was like, What? All right. Cool. Played pretty played pretty well in the snaps. Did you know did you know he was out there? Like what how did you know he was out there? Because of the good blocking, man. Twitter. Pe- pe- people were very excited okay. on Twitter. Okay. Because of the good blocking. Fuck out of here. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it did look a little odd compared to the turnstile of Larry Borum. And, I don't know. Riley Ruth <laughs> hasn't been terrible. No. The offensive line played very well on Sunday, in my opinion. For I mean, the Packers' defensive front's no joke. They kept fields clean for the most part. Let them actually throw some passes downfield. So that was a good development. Isn't a lot of the Packers front four hurt though? Like, isn't Rashawn Gary hurt? Or was he playing? I'm I'm not good with. No, I'm pretty sure he was out there. Oh, they, they played pretty well. Uh, I mean, Kenny Clark was pretty much a non-factor in the middle, which he normally. So, I it was interesting. Like, you know, Lucas, one somebody shared a, a you know offensive line grades tweet. And uh, Jenkins was actually the lowest graded of the 
of the group, which was interesting. And Leatherwood played well, and Jones played pretty well, according to whatever grading system this person used. I don't know. But I guess that's kind of a, a positive, I suppose. They did play well, like you said. Fields had the most passing yards he's had all season by a long shot. Uh, yeah, he threw, what, three passes over 40 yards, I think? Yeah, 254 yards passing on 20, on 20 completions, 20 I mean, he and 25. Was... He, only th- he only threw two picks, though, one of, them, one of which was completely not his fault. Anyway. That was terrible. That was Joseph... terrible. Joseph, did you watch the game, sir, or were you preoccupied? Um, I may or may not have watched a little bit of the game. Um, I I was preoccupied in the first little bit. I had a friend texting me that it was 10 to nothing, a friend who I had debated earlier in the week and told him that the Bears were going to lose. And he said, no, y'all are going to win. I said, just wait. I've seen this movie a hundred times. And he said, no, watch, y'all are going to win this time. Aaron Rodgers hasn't paid his property tax. Well, I turned it on in the second half uh, to kind of watch a little bit of it and uh, then got away from it. And so I'm, I'm uh, working my way through it as we are speaking. I mean, the Bears are just, it is what it is. They're hard to endure right now. Uh, and losing to the Packers makes it uh, even more challenging for me to be all in every single week, give you three and a half hours of my time. Now, I did keep up with it on Twitter uh, throughout the day. And obviously, I was keeping up with the scores and things like that and the highlights. Uh, but it was great to see. I mean, Justin Fields, you talk about his, his passing ability. Uh the run, uh, breaking it up to make it 10 to nothing, 50 something yards. How many, what's that? This for third, three, fifth, three, uh, yeah. th- third now, like long run. He's got, he's got such ability. And for Bears fans, we just got to be patient. We got to make it through these next handful of games, be patient, uh, and, and get into the off season and the draft and see what Ryan Poles can add, uh, to, to this ball club that, that, that might make them competitive. I mean, this is the first time I can remember where a Bears quarterback outplayed Rodgers. I mean, Rodgers was flat-out terrible. Rodgers was a non-factor in that game. I mean, outside of what the Bears always give up, which Chris pointed out a week, like, they're so bad versus misdirection, like that stupid reverse play that the Bears run all the time just completely baffled them. That Christian Watson touchdown, like, just back-breaking. They always make the back-breaking mistake, but... Rodgers didn't do much. I mean, we didn't lay a hand on him all day, and he missed a bunch of easy passes. And I don't know, man. It is – I still take joy in seeing the Packers' demise. Like, they just they, – they look cooked moving forward. I mean, yeah, they look cooked, but what was the result? We lost. The result was that we still have the number two pick, and they have – a quarterback with $100 million left over two years. Just throwing the ball in the dirt to open receivers. Okay, sure. That's that's good. He looked horrible. Like, I was watching that game, and I was like, this guy looks fucking terrible. I've never said that about Rodgers in my life, and I said, this guy is awful right now. He got a haircut. That's the problem. He doesn't have the man button anymore. He shaved his clean face. I mean, Christian Watson is pretty much 
all he has to throw to. He, yeah, he's whatever, dude. He's he's on he's on his way down. Yeah. But the secondary made up of uh, insurance salesmen and grocery baggers are uh, play pretty well for you know a ragtag group of of nobodies. They played. They played okay. So I don't know if that's encouraging or if this just happens like once a year where they'll just throw out a bunch of randos, you know, like Thomas Graham and uh, what was old boy's name that went to uh, the Broncos? That was pretty good for a minute, and then it was always hurt. Callahan, yeah, these guys just pop up out of nowhere. So maybe. Maybe one of these guys will emerge as, as a, a viable option in the future. But, uh, yeah, they, they played okay. Like uh, like you mentioned earlier, Lucas, Jack's, Jack Sanborn popping off uh, the film. Armand Watts had a nice tackle for loss on a, on a, I think, a third and one. or a, Anyway, I think that dude makes the squad next year. Justin Jones, I think, makes the squad next year. Just her D line is so bad. It's just like yeah, what? They, they haven't. They haven't. I don't know the last time we generated a pressure, dude. They can't. It's like they it's cannot. So bad. Passer. Like I know we're gonna get into you know some some draft stuff later, but man, they uh, they definitely need to address that front four really quickly. They need to get some mean guys up there. My God, it's like it's brutal. It's, it's the same stuff we talked about all year. I mean, really, is it is the secondary as bad as we think it is, or is it just they just can't their their D line just does not help them out and they can't cover for that long? Like I keep thinking, yeah, like the guys can't block this long. You know, th- I'm thinking like they got to be holding, they got to be holding, right? And now I'm starting to realize, like maybe our pastors just suck so bad that like high schoolers could block them for that long, and it it doesn't really matter. And it's not it's not that they're holding; it's just that it's not that difficult to block them. They suck, dude. They're they just so suck. bad. They're just not good. Travis like, Gibson. We we thought Travis Gibson might flash a little bit after you know he got his chance, and just been nothing. Crickets out of all them young guys. The interesting thing about Gibson. As I remember Hogan John saying, like, or maybe it was DBB was saying that the coaching staff just wasn't impressed with him in preseason and, and whatnot. And like, I was kind of taken aback by that during the first few games that. because he was playing pretty well, or, or we thought he was playing pretty well. And, and maybe, like, we couldn't imagine Robert Quinn was causing that much, you know, I guess offensive line focus to allow Gibson to to beat anybody but like the guy still can't beat people one-on-one and he has his opportunities it's not like I know Quinn's gone but it's not like there are pass rushing opportunities where Gibson is getting chipped and, and or whatever every like like I could block that dude probably I mean it's not it's not good it's not good at all so they need pass rushers and D tackle probably. Uh, yeah, not not okay. Basically, a whole new front four. Yeah, but and they have I me. Mean, 
I guess the uh, I mean, who who are the only starting pieces you could plug in and play next year, like comfortably? On the front me, four, or like in the entire defense? Just on the defense. All four, for all me, four DBs, all four DBs, in my opinion. Well, I mean, I'm counting Gordon as one of those. So, and I think you could probably still get away with Vildor if you had a better pass rush. So, like, I'm not. I think, like, if they had the opportunity to sign a good veteran cornerback, I would go for it. Um, but, like, I don't think that's as pressing of a need as the front four is. As far as anybody else outside of, you know, Johnson, Gordon, Brisker, Eddie Jackson, I think, like, starter. Sanborn, that's it, right? yeah i mean sanborn but like justin jones i think has played well enough to start especially if he had pieces around him yeah i i see i, I don't know i think i just see more as a rotational piece that's I think fine he's definitely replaceable, but but at the end of the day there's only so much turnover you can have in a, in an 11 man in a group of 11 people right like we can't fucking turn over the whole thing when we essentially just did right i mean well kind of some some places some pieces are gonna have to stay yeah i'm yeah but i'm saying like comfortably start i would not put justin jones in there i think no especially at three technique i think that's gonna be the i think he might be the first guy to be replaced honestly because i think they're gonna try and get their three technique this offseason but Deron Payne. Yeah, I don't think Payne makes it to free agency. But yeah, um, yeah. No, you're right. You're right. I mean, we'll I see. They have options though. Washington but... can let him go. No, I. Yeah, we're I, talking I, like I agree. Four to six guys essentially. Well, I mean, if you're Probably. replacing him, I, I dude, I'm. I still think Armand Watts is not a bad player. I think he he's played nah. pretty well. The only problem is, like, I think those big guys have to be rotated out so much, and the backups have been fucking awful. Like Blackman or Blackson and and Pennell have been trash. So, yeah, they're bad. I mean, if you can find a Al Qadim Muhammad, that's the. I mean, yeah, he's. <laughs> I was watching a defensive. I was just like, just pick like, okay, I'm gonna watch this defensive end, and I couldn't tell who it was at first. I thought. It was like number 56, and I was like, oh, who's this guy? And I watched it, and I'm like, oh, well, the play's going the other way anyway. It's no big deal. But then I saw who it was, and I was like, oh, Muhammad, you're so bad. You're just, you're just so bad. Please leave. But defensively, yeah, I, I don't see a lot of, a lot of positives uh, for, for next year or a lot of pieces for next year. Uh, offense, you know, what did you guys see? You know, I know you talked about fields in the 50-yard run. We talked about most passing yards. Um, offensive line played. 400, 400 yards of offense, right? What did you? What do you guys think of? Is, do you think Darrington Evans has a place on this team next year? Mm, he's been solid, but I really – I don't know. I, I'm going to be interested to see what the Bears do in the offseason, especially a running back. I feel like Monty, at this point, I have a feeling is not going to resign. Did Tristan, I just think there's did better Tristan options. Did Tristan die? He stinks. I, 
I think after that week where he ran into the guy's backs like three or four times, they just put him on the bench for Evans. So you don't think Evans could take us? Like that guy's gone. Like I don't think Ebner's on the team next year. Uh, well, yeah, I thought they 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 probably felt that Ebner, you know, be a nice special team, but even that, I agree. Well, uh, Evans, I Evans, actually, Evans could be a third third running Evans back. Evans also plays special teams. He was on the kickoff team that right. he he made a tackle. So. I don't know. No, I'm, I, I'm agreeing with you. I think he could earn a third running back spot these last for, few yeah. games. Or, or like, depending on how many they carry. I mean, they clearly like. I don't. Know, do you think Blossom game has done a whole lot? There? I mean, he's. I guess he's been good in the run block game, but I thought yeah. he'd catch more passes for some reason. I don't know why we just we refused to throw to anybody out of the backfield. They finally gave Velas Jones a backfield snap and. He ran that right into nowhere. Hey, let's hey man, he's 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 right now he leads the NFL in yards per kick return. So he's fuck it, a, maybe the guy's a maybe the guy's an incredible kick returner. Do you think if he like Joe, just punts Joe, for if the Bears had it if the Bears got a Cordero Patterson esque kick returner in the third round, I would call that a victory. Oh my gosh. Okay. Oh my uh, gosh, what? I don't think that's that crazy. I, I mean, he's had, Cordero's had, I mean, eight kick return for touchdowns. Uh, at eight kick returns for touchdowns. Well, I'm just saying, he's, right he's, now, Bayless Jones is leading the NFL in, in, in kick, kick return yards per attempt, and he's only had, I mean, he's only had minimal attempts, but I'm just saying if he's, if that's what he was and that was his role in the team, I don't think people – I'm just saying I don't think it would be fair to call him a bust like some people would say. All right, maybe, but you're, talk, I, you're talking about – You're, talking about you're that you're guy. Talking. You're the guy saying that, though. Top 1% of, uh, 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 of kick returners. This dude you got to be a Cordell crazy. Patterson type. Like, oh, okay, that's like 1%. That's- well, I, I'm using Patterson as an example because his – Wide receiving skills weren't great. Now he's a running back, but he ended up being better at something he wasn't. That wasn't his primary use. I guess is my main. I see. I see. Point. Well, do you think? And you're gonna hate the guy to hate the guy, but if he's averaging 25 yards plus a kick return, has you know a 30 or 40 yarder every few games, I'll fucking take that. So he's not first. But he is top five. Maybe I got misinformation. Who's first? Just out of curiosity. Raheem Blackshear from the Panthers. How many returns does he have? Uh, It it doesn't say that on this page I'm looking at. Hmm. But whatever. Maybe it's minimal attempts or something, and this dude's only had one. I don't know. I'm just saying, for the second week or second out of two, three weeks, Bayless Jones has had a, a nice kick return that has set the Bears up nicely on their offensive drive. Good job, Bayless. He's had 12. Got to keep working. 12 kick returns for 329 yards for this this dude. And Bayless. Damn. Bayless has had 11 for 296. So he's the, the black, black shoe. It's, it's legit. Anyway, doesn't matter. Uh, Vilas is still top five. I don't think that that's enough. Like, if he no, I don't could, 
if if he caught punts the entire offseason, do you think he can like get that punt return spot next back next year? No. No, just like no, he's he wasn't he wasn't good at it. I I just don't think some guys can. He do never it. did he it in college. In college, he just never did it. Right? There's probably there's probably a reason why. I'm sure they tried him there in practice. There's lots of guys that didn't catch the ball out of the backfield in college, and there wasn't a good reason why. Better yet, like uh, Georgia Tech rolls out wide receivers every fucking four years that are ballers, and they don't they don't throw the ball at all ever. Well, that's changed. I. I don't think he would be a part. Listen, for the fucking point of the exercise, <laughs> it's a valid goddamn point. These are Hall of Fame receivers, and they didn't throw the ball at the time. It was like DT and Calvin Johnson both went to Georgia Tech, and they fucking didn't run the, they didn't throw the ball at the time. So don't give me that as like some bullshit excuse. All I'm saying is like, like we can't keep Dante Pettis just to be a punt returner he stinks i'm just like but he can catch the punts like i'm just saying the velas can catch punts like he doesn't have to be a wonderful punt returner he doesn't need to be hester back there i mean the top punt returner in the league averages a whopping 13 yards or some shit who cares like most of those are taken back by penalties anyway moving on so uh the rest of the offense uh any other positives you guys Want to talk about Nikhil Harry? Oh, here's the Nikhil. Yep, I just saw, I just got to the Harry catch. I saw it on a yeah. highlight earlier, but uh, whew, if, he, if you can get rewatching that play uh, too, I that was an incredible, uh, uh, that was an incredibly heads up play by Harry because I he was running a hitch. I don't think it was a hitch and go. I think it was just a straight hitch that the corner was sitting on, and then he took it upon himself to fucking run a fly route in mailbox field down the field. And field yeah. saw and, and and adjusted to him. Um, it was nice to see Harry make that catch. I don't really know where, like, I don't know. He's inactive for a lot of games, but then he'll come out of nowhere and make like a touchdown catch or like a nice grab, and then he'll just disappear again. Kind of weird. And he looks like a professional wide. Like he catches the ball with his hands. You don't see him get bodied much, and he knows how to use his body. Like on the touchdown yeah. catch he had on that slant earlier in the year, the the in break the in breaking route or whatever it was where Fields hit him, like on the second hash, he bodied the guy. I mean, he put his body between him and the the defender and caught the ball and scored a touchdown. I mean, he looks like a big, he looks like a small tight end. Yeah, no, I actually, you know, I would, I would like to see him get more involved down the stretch. Um, they got Claypool involved a little bit there. Nothing really. It was kind of surprising that he wasn't one of the guys that caught, you know, a downfield pass, but he had five or six receptions this game. And then, of course, he fumbled on the play. He got decapitated. Uh, I don't know. This wide receiver room is just, it's bad. Like, yeah. it's like the D line. You, you could nuke the whole thing and, and get a whole new room next year if you really wanted. I don't disagree. Bad. I mean, trade down, pick up multiple first, and then send a first to Carolina for fucking DJ. Something, man. That's something needs to be done. Or Higgins, uh, if, if the Bengals make him available somehow. 
I mean, for what they were, though, the, you know, the Bears, like you said, Chris, their best throwing game of the year. Uh, fields through two picks. One of those was definitely on ESP, running in quicksand to break out of his route. People cried and moaned for Fields to throw an anticipatory throw, and he does it, and his guy's running in jello. Dude, he, he took like four or five yards to break out of his, to like stop running his route to come back to the ball. <laughs> he's. Because he's slow. It's because he's a bust. What, what is, what is, not, he's not it's slow, not, though. It's not he's his game, blazing though. fast. That's yeah, but the, he's not. Yeah. He's not. What did Jair Alexander call him? He called him a bum, right? Or and he called him a scrub. He called him a scrub. Scrub, scrub. But then he apologized. Who cares? He got burnt like a fucking piece of toast. Uh, yeah. That's not ESP's game. Look, I like. I'm pissed that I think he was just as bad coming back on that comeback. He should have. Like I told you, you guys, like Steve Smith from the Panthers. Is on TV now is one of my favorite receivers of ever of all time because and he he cooked the Bears left and right but that dude came back to the ball with violence like he came all the way back to the ball and even if he had to jump up because he came back to the ball so hard he would and you honestly you don't see it from many receivers today at all uh, and and this ESB play was just one example of a, a receiver not breaking back towards the line of scrimmage to 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 get a, a comeback route and like esp doesn't have the footwork to pull that kind of shit off the guy's like a gazelle like put him in a straight line let him run let him use his long ass legs but he ain't he ain't sitting down and breaking back into a route he's fucking trash that ain't happening yep that was definitely bad but uh yeah you uh talked about it earlier the offensive line looked better this game uh, Leatherwood, I mean, if the Bears somehow found something in him, we don't know yet. I mean, he only got 10 snaps, but he definitely looked decent. You know, he gave field time to uncork balls down the field, which we don't see Borm do very much. Um, I mean, if they if they somehow could figure out what Le- Leatherwood is for them, I mean, that would be huge because it's looking like Braxton Jones is developing decently. Uh, and, you know, maybe the O-line doesn't need overhaul as much as we think next year. Or or we'll just have more depth, at least. Yeah, I mean, the team's going to look completely different in a lot of different areas. Receiver, O-line, uh, defense. I mean, running back, I, running it's, it's going to be interesting to see if the Bears do it running back. I mean, personally, I think Khalil Herbert's a great runner, and I think a guy like Tony Pollard would uh, compliment him very well as a pass catching back, Hell and yeah. I would really like the I would really like the Bears to go in that kind of route for a running back instead of signing, you know, someone like I don't know, Josh Jacobs per se. I, I you know even even a guy like Kareem Hunt I think would do really well as a compliment to Khalil Herbert's game. Um, so it'll be interesting to see how the Bears want to address running back next year if they do in fact let Monty walk, which looks like a possibility at this point. But one player who's just destined to be here next year, uh, Chris? Cole Komet. Cole Komet. You read my mind. How did you read my mind like that? 
because he's your favorite bear. Six receptions, seven targets, 72 yards. He was the safety blanket that we all wanted. It's great. Great job. Best tight end in football. Great job, really? Golden Domer. No, uh, the best eligible tackle in football. Also, old Notre Dame. Wake up Who again. says that shit? Is it uh, it's JT? Not is it JT? JT O'Sullivan calls him that. JT. Yeah, fuck him. Yeah. Wake up the echoes, like man. Praising her name. So now that the Bears are three and the season. They're going into their bye week with the number two pick overall. The question is, what, what, what do they do with that pick? Oh, we're trading down, baby. Even though we should. So, did you hear? Did you guys hear the uh, Hogan Johns today with Dane Brugler? They had him on the guy who writes the Beast for the Athletic. Uh-huh. Dane Dane was saying that uh, a lot of teams aren't as impressed with this QB class as the fans may think. And trading out of number two might be tougher than Bears fans think it will be. Uh, he, he thinks that outside of Bryce Young, who he, who, who he even has his questions about, you know, being one of the smallest quarterbacks to ever enter the draft, uh, he's saying that teams are not very enthused with C.J. Stroud at pick number two. Joe, I see you shaking your head, too, about Bryce Young. Do you think he's a lock for the Texans? Or do you think the size is an actual factor for him? I mean, if you're if if, if you're trying to get him to slide, then the then the size is a factor. I think that he. I'm not is, trying to get the. I'm not trying to get him to slide. I mean, a bona fide. I'm just telling you what, I'm just telling you what Brugler said and, and what well, he's hearing. Well, Brugler needs to go back to his beef and work it out a little bit more, uh, even though he is a draft expert and I do respect him. Um, Bryce Young is going number one. Dude, it's not it's not necessarily Young's fault. The teams are stupid. Texans are stupid. Yeah, right. They, they have thresholds. If you, don't take him, if you don't take him, that's fine, Houston, but you're fucking dumb. I, man, I hope they do something really dumb. Take, like, Will Anderson. Not No offense to Will Anderson, but, like, and just leave it wide open for everybody to move up into that bare spot. But, like, like, like you're saying, Lucas. Uh, I mean, it could be back to that. I mean, you think back to the Texans. I'm sorry to cut you off, Chris, but you think back to the Texans, Mario Williams and Reggie Bush. If you got a questionable number one overall pick in Reggie Bush, not questionable, but you you go back to that year, they were kind of threw some questions at him. Uh, if you got a questionable quarterback, take the safe defensive end. Will Anderson might be the pick, Chris. Sorry, continue. So the other thing that Brugler mentioned, Lucas, uh, was, you know, just kind of the only counterpoint really was that some GMs don't have the luxury of waiting until next year's draft, and they pretty much have to right. take the best quarterback that's available. So if C.J. Stroud is, you know, good enough, and we've seen quarterbacks move way up boards in the, the draft process, Zach Wilson moved really far i i would say from you know that his senior season till till draft till april uh he moved up quickly so we could see what's old boy's name from was it kentucky's with uh levitz levitz we, we could see levitz move um 
and he and Brugler said, look, you might you might get some team that falls in love with one of these guys. He just didn't see it from and he went all the way back to like last summer talking about this upcoming draft class and how you know teams were gonna potentially be more patient for next year's class, which is much better on paper currently, uh, with Caleb Williams as the as the top option next year potentially. But he did the the interesting stat about and Lucas alluded to it a little bit with uh, measurables and, and cutoffs for teams is in I don't remember what he said but like there was of the past three hundred and one quarterbacks taken only two have been under six foot and under two hundred pounds which is what Bryce is gonna check in at he little. He real little. He like he like he like the Darren Sproles in the quarterbacks. He's like um I think that I think that if he gets measured at the combine, he's gonna measure at he's gonna be lucky to see five eleven on a sheet. Standing on a sheet, like a book of sheets, like a like a phone book? <laughs> no, no, no. You know what I mean. When they write him down on the sheet, I think he's yeah. gonna be I mean, how big? How big was Kyler Murray coming out? Was he one of those guys? Yeah, probably. I mean, probably. he's probably real, real close to right there. I think he might be over two hundred pounds though. He's kind of, he's like a thick little muscle hamster looking dude. Muscle hamster. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I don't know. Yeah, the uh, the best case scenario is that I think the Bears' best case scenario is that the Texans don't take Bryce Young, and that. They're sitting at two, and Bryce Young's on the board, and that's when I think they could get a haul. Can we take Bryce Young? Is the in- it is- oh, come on, Joe. Please. Fields is the truth. I'll sell my soul for you, Bryce. I love you so much. So let's, let's assume – let's assume – so he had, you know, with no trade down, he had – well, like, let's, let's – well, we, we can continue the trade down talk. Let's say there's not a team – there's not a heavy market. We're not going to get, you know, the the stupid hauls we've seen for quarterbacks in the past. Would you guys be on board with a lesser package just to get more out of it this year? Uh, like, I don't know, you know, whatever first they give, and then say one first and a third or two seconds or something like that, would you be down for like a lesser package uh, that's not a, an overall just gluttony of picks just to uh, to, gain, to gain more options, or would you take a, a, whatever player you like, whether that's Carter or Anderson or Miles Carter? Whatever. If, if, the, if the Bears aren't knitting a, a second, if the Bears aren't knitting two first-round picks out of a trade back, I wouldn't do it. And then the question goes to if you would take Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, which I think is a very interesting debate because obviously we just talked about how bad the Bears' defensive front is as a whole. Carter. Dude, this I mean, is Joe, after you, last you, year you talked about Anderson being Jesus Christ superstar and to tank yeah. for this man. He's incredible. I think he is. But do I? But, but, I, but I think that in your interior, you build every team from the inside out. So that's why I would take probably Jalen Carter. Now I asked uh, 
I asked a player, a former def- a former defensive player for Alabama. He was in the league. You might remember Christian Miller uh, played for the Panthers for a little bit pretty recently. And I said, could you play him on a 4-3? And he said, yeah, you can. Easy. Yeah, Bruglers today said he was scheme trans- transcendent. He yeah. he didn't lock him into any specific scheme. And not to say that Bruglers any smarter than anybody else, but like other people that do this regularly are – saying that he's special enough to and he that's the the guy he had the bears taken with number two was was will anderson in his first mock draft but i'd be happy still i wouldn't cry at all but i think if i were choosing and i were saying you know what we got to have a three technique i'd take i'd take you i'd take your jalen carter be done with it Uh, to me i mean it's that's a tough decision, really. I mean, I think Maddie, all this three technique talk with Eberflus being our coach has definitely brainwashed us a little bit to the point where, like, you know, we got to find this guy, we got to have it. But I mean, if if Anderson is just flat out the better player, I feel like you just got to take the better player. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be upset yeah. with 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 Anderson, but. And I, Not, I disagree with you, Joe. I think you got to build the. I think you got to build your. I think you got to get your edge rushers. I think the edge rushers are are probably more valuable than your interior rush, even though I interior disagree. rush is rarer. I disagree. I mean, if like looking at the 49ers, I'd rather have their edge rushers than Eric Armstead, for example. I think Armstead helps their edge rushers. Well, I'd rather have yeah, the pressure I, up I, the I, middle. I'd rather have the pressure up the middle, and then, but but really, I'd rather yeah. have just the run stuffing. Uh, being able to take the guard or take the center straight backwards. Well, that's into... that's the thing, though. I think uh, Anderson. I mean, he's not like you know, like Miles Murphy from Clemson, for example. He he's a pure pass rusher, but his his run stuffing ability definitely needs work. I mean, Will Anderson is he's the complete package. He is like Khalil Mack on the end, where he will. Yeah. Be, I mean, you know, firsthand, Joe. He's just as good of a run stuffer as he is a pass rusher. Yeah, yeah, he'll play every down. Brugler said he missed a lot of tackles this year. Is that true, Joe? Uh, yes, the whole defense has missed a lot of tackles this year. Anderson not excluded. Yeah. Does not sound like a Nick Saban coach defense. Golly. You might be listening to our radio station. That's, that's the... <laughs> Where's the Nick Saban coach team? No discipline. So many penalties. <laughs> Tied 109, man. I, it's, it's my got to subscribe, dude. I'm doing there you go. Subscribe, listen rate, and review. <laughs> listen to Chris Krugman on the weeknights. Uh, yeah. So you guys are both uh, taking Carter there. I didn't say anything like that. Oh, right, I'm not Chris, saying, well, like, if Carter, if, if all things being equal, Honestly, like I would, I I think I disagree with the original statement of I would, and I didn't say not getting another first, Lucas. I said like not getting like, because like some of these halls have been three firsts and more, like third, like a third and like a fifth swap kind of deal. But I said get the team's first plus another first and like a third. Would you do that? So like. Oh yeah, I like thought you I meant said, like just no, just taking like a no, second or third round no, pick to move no. back a few picks. Fuck I wouldn't no. do that. 
Absolutely not. Unless you're talking like, no, not even. Well, I, if you're talking like one pick, like the Bears did, then yeah, I would consider it. Because then, but the team would have to tell me who you're taking. You're taking a quarterback? Oh, okay, cool. Then yeah, fine. I'll take the extra picks and still get my guy. Or fuck it, who cares? I mean, even if they move up and take Anderson, you can still get Carter at three. Like, assuming, like, yeah. whoever's at three wants to move up one spot to prevent people that are behind them from, you know, moving up. Because that's the only reason you would move up one spot. It's just to prevent getting leapfrogged. Yeah. Which if I, I, you, we're going to learn how well Ryan Poles can sell this, 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 yeah. this package. Like, I would be telling them everybody's trying to move up. Like, oh, yeah, man, the Colts are offering us, like, pretty much their whole draft. And next year's draft just to fucking get their quarterback. Panthers are offering three firsts and two seconds, you know? CJ Stroud, generational talent. Yeah, I mean... Anthony Richardson, you gotta get him now. Will Levis, the hottest quarterback on the market. That's right. All these things. Bryce Young, Heisman Trophy winner. I'm paying Dane Brugler to pump all these dudes. Hey, Dane, stop down playing everything. I know the athletic gives you like 50 grand a year. I'll give you $250,000 to pump up. This 50 year. grand a year. Whatever. I don't know. Dude, reporters don't make shit. He's got to be making more, than, he's making more than that. You should know, Joe. You work at a radio station. I know, but he's making more than that. I don't know, man. The way the athletic pimps out their subscriptions, like I tried to cancel and they're like, no, wait, we'll give it to you for like $1 more a month instead of 10. Like, okay, done. <laughs> so last year I paid $12. Next year I'll pay $24 a, a year. Oh no. There you go. Good for, good for you. And they kept but the subscriber happy. Content. Happy's stretch. Okay. Stretch goals. Anyway, uh, I'm paying him more than fifty. I'll tell you that. What you know what I'm saying, right. bro? I'm just saying, yeah. like an NFL team could pay him five times whatever the fuck his salary is to encourage people to move up. But like, they're not going to do that. Teams aren't going to trust some athletic writer over their own scout. Hey, hey I know we pay you guys to scout college players, but this Dane Brugler guy, he says that we're stupid. It's like, he knows like, what he's talking about. He like trusted Mel Kiper. Yeah. And Todd McShay. Todd Mc. All right. Well, I need to know, Chris, who are you taking between Carter and Anderson? If you had to pick one, whatever the. Whoever they have higher on their board, I don't care which one it is. Come on, Chris. I want to hear what you draft. If you Krogman says, I don't know, I don't care. No, man. If like I said, if all things are considered equal and they're both generational talents, I'd take Carter over Anderson. I want that. I want Aaron Donald. Yeah. We all want Aaron Donald. But if Will Anderson is Lawrence Taylor, then fucking give me Lawrence Taylor. You know, I don't know if he's quite that. Well, then, give me you were talking out. him up like that last year, Joe. You were. No, he's had a you bad. Told, he's, you told me he was. He's had a weird he year. He won the he won the Nagurski Award uh, for best defensive player in college football, and he won uh, the Edison yeah. That's why he's having a weird year because the other teams' offenses are just telling all their guys to go fucking blocking. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. He's he, he just hasn't had as strong a year this year. And that the problem here is <laughs> like there's nobody to take any pressure off of him for the Bears. So you take you take this one dude, and they'll just be like, all right, we'll just chip this one dude. Right, because they got nobody else. Right, right. And he's not. I assume they're going to sign some guys this offseason. I don't think he's a who's out there one right now in the in the NFL. You what now, Joe? I don't know if he's uh, as a big enough beast right now to win one on one in the NFL. I mean, he's got to be able to beat like half the tackles in the. Well, that's his thing, though, dude. He's he's so quick and athletic that he yeah. is probably faster than a lot of NFL tackles. I mean, this was the same, not to compare him to Parsons, but you know, Par- Parsons can't be more than 235 pounds soaking wet. And he's one of the best pass rushers in the league. When they he use looks him like there. he's like 218. He's so yeah. thin. He's just, I mean, I don't know. I, I do think Will Anderson is, I mean, I don't think he'd go wrong with either, but I, Will Anderson is is a beast. Joe does Joe does Will Anderson just need the cocaine to be like Lawrence Taylor? Because yes. I think I think there's some guys in Chicago that have that stuff. He needs a little That's bit more of the mean streak. That's what he needs. Mm. He just he just kind of seems like too much of a good guy. Come out here like a bunch of crazy dogs. No, he ain't that guy. Yeah, no, yeah, no. Uh, we 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 love that, and but like. And he's a great, like, he's a great athlete, and he's been good. It's just, like, been hard to really sell him this year because he hasn't had the what – what is his, his – before I just go off on this, his sack numbers, I feel like, just are way down. His, T, his TFLs are definitely down. I think he had, like, 30-something last year, and he's got, like, close to half that this year. Right, right, right. I mean, he's been – Totally neutralized in a lot of these games, and whether that's been scheme or whether he's been lazy, it's been kind of hard to, to say. Uh, it's been it's probably been a little mixture of both. Is are you playing to protect your NFL status? I mean, he's he'll never say that. All right, here we go. His stat. Oh, if it, 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 it was that big of a, it was that big of a deal. Do you think? I mean, he basically has been constant in the NFL draft community for over a year now being a top two or three pick. Yeah. I think if those concerns were that legit, he he probably would have plummeted in the first round. I think, I think Chris's earlier point is probably more correct that the Bama defense just isn't as talented this year. Well, that's, that's as a whole. 10, 10 sacks uh, this year, as opposed to his 17 and a half the year before where he was just absurd. Right. Uh, but he did have a pretty nasty, pretty athletic pick six. Uh, it, granted, it was against Utah State. But he had half the amount of tackles. We had 101 tackles last year, only 50 tackles this year. Yeah, but is he, like, is Turner or whoever's on the other side taking enough pressure off him? Is that yeah. D-tackle we all got taking yeah. enough pressure off of him? The interior, uh, the interior line sucks. So. Um, I, 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 my ideal situation would be to move down slightly, like not, not top, not out of the top six, unless you're getting something just stupid, 
and get a few more picks and still have access to like Murph. Is it Murph? Miles Murphy? Is it Murphy? Mm-hmm. What's that dude's name? Murphy. Anyway, or or maybe even Carter if somehow more people move up for quarterbacks or somebody likes uh, the tackle. I mean, nobody likes Skaronsky that fucking much. Yeah. Did you hear that part, Lucas, where he was talking about Skaronsky's midget arms, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He was saying that. I didn't realize that the kid from Penn State was that good. He was saying he probably would have been the number one tackle in this class and probably a top five pick, top eight pick if he stayed for Shanu. He's dumb. Penn State, He's so. dumb for going back to school. Yeah, like, what is he trying to achieve? He probably would have been he went winning a fucking national championship at Penn State. Sorry, bro. No offense to the Nittany Lion fans, but yeah, I don't see that. I don't see the point of doing that. What was the other kid's name, though? The, the Ohio Paris State Johnson. kid? Paris Johnson, yeah. So maybe somebody likes Paris Johnson in the top five, and and then who's the other defensive end that we talked about, Lucas, out of Texas Tech? Tyree Wilson. Yeah, so any of those guys, I'm I and still being able to trade down, I'm I'm about that life. But yeah, I mean there's gonna be plenty of options. I mean ultimately the Bears will if the Bears end up with a trade down, Will Anderson or Jalen Carter, I think, you know, it will be a successful first round of the draft. I don't think they could really mess that up. Um, yeah. We essentially had two first-round picks before we traded for Claypool. Yeah. I, that still doesn't bother me as much as it bothers other people, but... I mean, it doesn't bother me. It is what it is. It's not a meltdown no. moment for me. It's whatever, but... Some people, that, that draft nuts. Yeah, dude, it's not like... There's no guarantee that draft picks are going to pan out. You know, people thought Kyler Gordon was going to be phenomenal and he's he could still be fine but he's not i don't think he's putting up even jalen johnson rookie year type uh tape anything else on this draft class or this bye week or packers joseph uh we just got to make it through the next four weeks. My my, my, my big question uh, for the night was, are the Bears going to get one win in the next uh, four weeks with, with Philly, Buffalo, Detroit? I still, I still they're going to win one game. I keep saying they're going to win one game. They shouldn't. They're going to beat one of these fucking teams left. No, dude, they're not going to beat one of the – well, unless you're just saying, like, they shouldn't beat any of these four teams because they shouldn't. I don't think they should either, but I think they will win one of these games. I don't it will not be, be Buffalo or Philly or unless Minnesota has nothing to play for I can, in week I, 18. All right. I think they lose to everybody. Right. I called I that know. like three weeks said, ago, though. I said they'd probably lose out. And they're playing the Falcons. Just, one of these teams is going to sleepwalk in and, and lose a game to the Bears. I feel even more confident now with you saying that. I love when you, like, Say it with your chest because you're, you it's a 50 50 shot. So now I really feel good about it. <laughs> Come on. We got to normally when I say it, 
Normally when I say it, I'm on to something. We gotta beat the Lions. Mm, nah, not normally. It's like 50-50. Well, I know you're gonna... Like I said, that Washington game, dude, they lost, but they absolutely dominated them all game. They should have won by like four scores. Four scores? Ten Still years ago? Yeah, scoreboard, bro, scoreboard. I can't help it if random shit happens, but I said they would beat the shit out of them. Anyway. Random. I, uh, it's not random point. when your fucking quarterback overthrows your tight end or your tight end runs in quicksand to, to uh, catch the ball. Or you drop two game-winning touchdowns at the end of the game either. Is that the same game? That's just random shit. Yeah, it was all the same game. It feels like a whirlwind. That was like the game that, that like was the, the game that made us It's like the same game ball. every game, though. But that's the problem. Is it's the same <laughs> game every fucking game. It doesn't matter if I'm confused that it was the Washington game that's or some other game. It's the same shit they do every week. I get three good quarters in and then fall apart. Fall apart. It's and it's well, like now it's wonder. now it's reverse of the beginning of the year where they wouldn't let up a second half touchdown and now all they do is leak like a sieve in the second half. That defense is ass juice. <laughs> you guys think Luke Getzey was throwing the game at the end, calling calling those run plays after that gigantic pass? No. I'm, I'm gonna buy the conspiracy. I'll say yes. So I don't think if all throwing, that if all of that is true, Eber Justin, is stuck in the Stone Age. Maybe Justin Fields is uh, is in on the tank, and that's why he threw two picks. Yeah, no, I, I don't actually think he's tanking. I I do think that it's more of Eberflus and less of Getsy though. I think Shit, dude, fucking are... Hogan, Hogan Johns was asking if Eberflus was annoyed by the fucking play calling. No, he loves it, dude. He loves playing for the fucking field goal until it gets blocked, and then he looks like looks like he got his dog got murdered on the sideline. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. No, I, I think I think Eberflus is in gets his ear telling him to play for the points, though. And I mean, it it is what it is. It's kind of annoying, but really. You know, the only way that kind of style works is if the Bears ever get a very good defense. I mean, I don't, I don't really like playing like that, but I guess that's going to be the way he's going to want to run this team. So we'll see. Joe, why are you giving me that look? Oh, I'm looking at a piece on Andrew Luck. Sorry. Is he coming back? No, it doesn't look no. like it. That's unfortunate. He says he regretted the timing of his retirement. Yep. Unfortunate. I'm regretting that. Well, he he did it like two weeks before the season started. Well, is that all he means by it or just like the year he did it? Like so young. Jay's reading the article. I don't know. I never really thought he was that good anyway. What? Top quarterback in the league. No, I definitely disagree with that. He was a top quarterback in the league. I don't know about that either. People always wanted him to be, but he never really was that guy. What are we going to do with the rest of our lives while we're waiting on the Bears to get good? They'll be good next year. Chris, you've been at this a while. What, what do we do? 
Um, I wasn't kidding. I need an answer. Well, we all golf, so that's that's good. So yeah. golf more. Um, potentially get yourselves into hockey and basketball. Find teams that don't don't suck, so that you can occupy your time with uh, other sports. Occupy your mind. Although weekend. Weekend hockey and weekend basketball are trash. What is your confidence level on Ryan Poles actually being able to get the offseason right? Man, that's a good question. That's a really good question. Um, I don't know. I guess the other question is, like, how do you feel about Poles as a talent evaluator looking back at, like, the draft class he had specifically with Gordon over like Pickens. No. Was not necessarily no. like Pickens per se, but Gordon over potentially, you know, somebody else, an uh, offensive lineman or or something like that. That that Smith kid went way early second round, right? Tyler Smith. No, he went in the first round. Did he go into the first round? I thought he yeah, was like. Dallas took him in the first round. I thought he was like pick like thirty-five or thirty-seven or something. Nah, Dallas. Dallas took him early. Maybe that's where we thought he would go, or that's where he was being mocked. Yeah, no, we did. Yeah, he was. Okay. Uh, um, I. I don't know. Like, I mean, I think for any GM, this off season would bear a lot of weight and you're, you're not going to get everything right anyway. I mean, there's a lot of pressure on this, this one specific off season because of the amount of cap space to have the amount of, you know, they have a first round pick, which they haven't had in a minute. They have figured out their quarterback spot. There's a lot riding on one off season and you cannot fix it all in one off season. You cannot, it's not going to, we need to temper expectations essentially is what I'm saying. Doesn't matter that. I mean, if if you go back and look at like, look at Ryan Pace's first year or two, his off seasons and his drafts, they were absolutely horrible. And then eventually he kind of just figured it out a little bit and became a, a pretty solid drafter, I think. But his first couple of years in Chicago were terrible. Kevin White, maybe? Eddie Royal, Antrell Roll. Like, those all seasons were bad. We love Kevin White. Wasn't that his first pick ever? Yeah. Yeah. And Goldman in round two, and then Grasu. What a shit show that was. Jeremy Langford yeah. looked like a pick for a minute. Amos was still a good pick in that draft. <laughs> Tyo Fabaluge. <laughs> and Leonard Floyd was his next first-round pick, and that wasn't bad no matter how many people want to say it was. He had a success, successful career in, in L.A. Whitehair in the second round there. Bullard was trash. Kwiatkowski was solid. Dion Bush, I mean, he was around for a long time. DeAndre Hall was not good. Jordan Howard, solid. Houston Carson, solid. Braverman, he was something. And then there was Trubisky, Shaheen, 
Eddie Jackson, Tariq Cohen, Jordan Morgan, man. That guy's still in the league, though, right? Somewhere. Uh, then there was Roquan, Daniel Smith, Anthony Miller. This looked like that was going to be the draft class. Fucking Joel Ewan, Ewey Beniwe. No reason for that pick. I just spent the offseason signings, too. Like, I feel like it was something Pace got better at. So it is tough to judge the guy off one offseason. I mean, we'll see. Confidence level, I'd say six and a half. Like, to have a successful offseason, you need guys to be available, too. You know? Right. I mean, Pace made some weird picks, but like, I didn't hate Pace's kind of shotgun theory on a position. I just wish he would maybe have just spread it out more or not tried to do one position in an off season. Oh, one of these guys will work out. It's like, well, that's great in theory. Why don't you use that same philosophy on like two or three positions, you know, instead of being like, Hey, let's bring in these eight kickers to have a gust of silence and instead do like, you know, three kickers and three guards and three wide receivers. And, and maybe one of them will pan out, pick your best three, you know, you got to still got a solid chance. If you're so fucking I shitty will, at talent evalu- evaluation that you need to bring in seven dudes to make sure one of them works out, you need a new job. I will say this, Joe, to your question. I am happy that polls went scorched earth and just got rid of everybody this year instead of prolonging this over two and three years. Yeah. I would much rather us just do this. I mean, yeah, it sucks to lose Roquan and Cleo Mack and Robert Quinn and Akeem Hicks and all these dudes, but I mean, shit, if they did this slowly but surely as these guys came off contract, we'd be two years down the line talking about the Bears having another six-win season. Like, exactly. It is uh, – I'm thankful that he just said, fuck it. The Bears – like, he just said, we're going to suck this year. You know, I'm leaving the white flag, and he just fucking ripped the band-aid off. So I'm, I'm happy for that. And now they have a lot of resources to fix this thing quickly. So, yeah, uh, Chris, to your point, you people need to be available. but the bears have basically unlimited money uh, and a lot of picks so yes ryan poles needs to to have a a b plus off season to turn this thing around in a year and i'm giving him a six and a half confidence on that out of ten i like that i like that what else you got, Bruce? Do you have anything to add? Or can we sing this song? Bruce, you want to sing this song? All right, everybody enjoy your bye week. Thanks for listening this week. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Make every play clear the way to victory. Bear down, Chicago Bears. Put up a fight with the might so fearlessly. We'll never forget the way you thrill the nation. With your T formation, bear down, Chicago Bears, and let them know why you're wearing the crown. You're the pride and joy of Illinois, Chicago Bears, bear down.
Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.